Thank you, choir. And the song was very inspiring. Uh, thank you for the special song. Actually, two songs uh, songs are written. Uh, another one is uh, written by Sanggyung, actually, uh, and uh, the lyrics uh, were written uh, by uh, Ashley. So they will uh, sing probably next time. Uh, not next week. Next week is uh, our uh, picnic on Sunday. So maybe week after we'll hear. Uh, it's a beautiful uh, music. So uh, I told uh, our priest Tim that uh, we should write our own songs. Uh, even, uh, even after hearing the sermon and certain uh, imagination comes or certain image comes and certain message comes and they should uh, elaborate it and ex- uh, uh, express it uh, in songs. I think that, that will uh, reflect our community and our culture. I think they'll be uh, really nice. Um, I was quite disturbed by the comment Donald Trump made about the Judge Gonzalez P. Curio of United States uh, uh, District Court. Uh, Donald Trump uh, said that a Mexican-American judge in a case involving Trump University was biased against him because of his heritage, ethnicity. In other words, the ethnicity of the judge is the cause for the bias. It it doesn't matter what that person is. If that person has certain ethnicity, he or she cannot do the good job. Judge Curiel uh, was born uh, in Indiana. he was born uh, American. Of course, he has a Mexican uh, uh, heritage. <clears throat> and he fought against the uh, drug lord of Mexico. Uh, so now uh, he's always surrounded by bodyguards. Wherever he goes, uh, he has to go with uh, bodyguards because uh, uh, the uh, head of the drug dealers order uh, people to kill him. That's why... Uh, he always has to have uh, bodyguards. He risked his life uh, for the peace and justice of the country. Uh, And he's a good judge. But as long as he has a certain ethnicity, his ethnicity will not make him him a competent judge. That is a blatant Racism. As a speaker, Paul D. Ryan, the nation's highest ranking Republican, said, it was a textbook definition of racism. I just can't believe how a person who says blatant racism can get so many votes. That's the kind of world that we live in, North America. I was thinking of uh, my own context. In our church, we have uh, Koreans born in North America. They're excellent in what they do. They are smart. They are of this culture, and also they know the language well enough. And there may be some judges uh, in the future. But as Donald Trump said, or did, 
Many people in this country may question their ability because of their ethnicity. Prejudice. It is a strange thing. It really blinds our eyes. As long as we have prejudice, reason doesn't work. And we human beings easily fall into our own, our own prejudice. When we are victims of prejudice, all our logics and reasons will become powerless and useless. And these reasons will be only used to legitimize and justify their own prejudice. And these reasons and logics will drive them only further into their own deeper prejudice. In other words, the prejudice incapacitates the power of reason. God gave us reason to know the truth. Not to justify your own bias, narrow-mindedness, and prejudice. God gave us reason so that we can think and we can discern what is, what is the truth. So when you don't use reason in that way, then you're committing sins. As you look at today's passage, you see St. Paul experience complete healing from his own prejudice in Christ. Listen to what he said. This is actually scripture passage for today, which I forgot again. There is no longer Jew or Greek There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. This was spoken 2,000 years ago by an ancient man. Complete freedom from Prejudice. Greek or Jew doesn't mean just the race. It's also talk, it's talking about the religion. His message was to eradicate the racial and religious prejudice, socioeconomic inequality, gender discrimination, and to promote tolerance. Even in today's standard, It was a very bold statement. And he found that in Christ. He found this truth in Christ. Because he was a victim of prejudice. Because of his religiosity. Whatever that may be. Religion or morality or self-righteousness. Whatever. If that makes you a person of prejudice. Then your reason doesn't work anymore. Your reason only justifies your prejudice. Paul experienced tremendous freedom in Christ. It's not that all of a sudden he decided, okay, this is the right thing to do. No, 
He found this freedom in Christ. He found his healing in Christ. To me, that is freedom. Doing whatever you want is not freedom. What Paul experienced was true freedom. That is what true conversion looks like. People talk about conversion. I'm converted. But true conversion is true healing from this kind of prejudice. Paul's conversion was not religious conversion. Paul's conversion was not moral conversion. Paul's conversion was not ideological conversion. These conversions are easy. You can just make a decision on that. But Paul's conversion was spiritual conversion. And through the spiritual conversion, his eyes, which used to be blind because of his prejudice, are completely open and was able to see. That's true conversion and that's true change. Only in true conversion, we can overcome our own prejudice and then our reason will come alive. And we can expand the horizons of our understanding. Until then, we'll just live in our own prejudice. When this happens, we get new vision for ourselves and for the world. We'll be able to overcome our own fear. We'll be able to overcome our insatiable desire and hunger for power and domination. We don't need to have that anymore. We can truly build unity and we can build a better world together. We won't build a world where 1% of the population uses 99% of money. We won't build that kind of world. That's North America. Just last week, New York Times reported 1% of American population owns 99% of the money. We won't build that kind of world. Just imagine it, for example. Let's say there are, here's about 100 people here. Out there, there are 100 kimbap. One person eats 99 kimbap, and with one piece of kimbap, 99 people have to share. Is that fair? Can you say that's a sane world? That's insane. But that's the kind of world that we live in. As long as we have prejudice, all our reasons will not operate, will not work. We'll build a world where everyone is treated with respect, dignity, and equality. I went to a seminar uh, last Tuesday, uh, invited by Joe, Dr. Joe Park. Uh, it is about the uh, mental health uh, for the uh, Korean community. And so all the ministers came, and there, Dr. No, 
uh, who is uh, uh, who used to be uh, who used to teach at uh, Cambridge, and then he said the infant mortality uh, rate is a very good indicator of determining socioeconomic status of a group, and he said. The African American in the United States has higher infant mortality rate than that of Bangladesh. And the sad, uh, more sad thing is, the mortality rate of Canadian Aboriginals, Aboriginals is even higher than African Americans. We are living in a, such a nice world, but there are also people who are suffering in this heaven-like world, utopia kind of world. We are living in a world where prejudice is uncritically accepted. That was not the vision of Jesus Christ. And Paul saw the true vision of Jesus Christ, and that is that. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. For all of you are one in Christ Jesus. And that is the legacy we should carry on. Maybe all our St. Timothy people should memorize this verse. It's not that difficult. It's not that long. Maybe we all memorize and always keep that in mind in whatever we do. I hope that we all become the leaders to eradicate the prejudice around us and build unity and harmony. Let us sing together. Let us be one voice. 
noise is a tide. And now is the time for you and I to join our hearts in praise that the name ago, I preached on Good Shepherd. Jesus gave us that parable, Good Shepherd. In that story, there are three kinds of people we see. One is thief who comes and steals. And the other is hired hands. They are paid to do whatever they uh, were uh, supposed to do. But once the danger comes, they just flee. And there are good shepherds who take care of sheep and who will even sacrifice for the sheep. I wonder what kind of people there are in the world. Maybe there are thieves out there who only take profit all the time. Maybe 99% of money. And there are hired hands who are working like crazy just to make living but beyond that they don't care but they are also good shepherd who love this humanity who love this world who do anything to make this world better and sometimes they even sacrifice themselves to make this world better they are not living just for themselves they're not living robbing other people they're living for other people Jesus called us to be good shepherd not thieves not hired hands but good shepherd this time I'd like to challenge you just think through what kind of life am I living am I just hired hands or am I do I want to live like Good Shepherd, helping others, making this world a better place? Let us pray.
blessing once more. Father, we ask of you to say. Father, we ask of you this day to come and Grant us 